and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malzan read-through podcast. My name is India Jones, and I've not read any book in the main series. However, one of my co-hosts has, and the other one also has not. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, Peter Bond. It's me. And the boar god of our podcast, it's Joshua Dean Baker. Yes, I am bristly and have tusks. I think it was a strong intro. You know, I stand by my post-it note that said, India reads it, question mark. <laughs> I also had Capustan, but the Spider-Man theme. Which, which we have tested and does not get far. Yeah, we tested it out. There's not a lot of legs on that bit, you know. Yeah, you'd think it eight, typically, thought, but would you? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't get it, Josh, but that's, that's like a spider good joke. Me. Eight legs? Uh, All right. I got it. We tried. I loved it. Thank you, India. The podcast is coming out a bit asynchronously, um, but um, we got some corrections. So before we got into the show, I think we should just quick slip into a little correction section. In the prologue, we talked about like why it was that Kalor had the power to curse the Elder Gods, Kroll and Draconis and the Sister of Cold Knights. And um, it was clarified that since like blood and like the loss of life has power... Like his continent and empire being destroyed gave Kalor enough, like the sacrifice almost like gave him all this power to curse them, you know? So it was all this death that fueled his, uh, these curses. Let it be known. Um, which is kind of, I don't know. That's kind of some, like, what if, uh, I don't know, man. It made a lot of sense to me. I mean, know? I read it and I went, sure. I mean, nothing makes sense, so this makes just as exactly. much sense as the rest of it. That's more like it, Josh. Nothing yeah. makes sense. So exactly. this makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it may... Uh, but how did he have... How was he even strong enough to kill a continent, is what I want to know. Where'd he get that strength? Um, Let me know. I guess I have no comment on that. Okay. Um, Got him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. T- it's tough because I'm, I know I should... Like, you're supposed to say something else, but like... Uh, I guess I learned something about how he did it, I guess. You didn't read the books. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, buddy. Hey, listen, we've all been there. And in the intro, you said you've read none of the books, India, and that's just not the case now, you know? Well, she's listened She's right. listened to two of the books. Hey, she's yeah. reading I'm Memories really, of Ice, She is right? reading this one, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I am. And it is making we- for both a... Uh, it's a it's a better experience, I'd say, but also way more tedious as I knew it would be. As I knew it would be. Yeah. yeah. What drove the change? And then we should probably get into the show. But like, was it just, it was time? Or what do well, you think? It was getting kind of frustrating to feel like I was missing sections of the book, yet I'd listened to the whole thing. And um, I've just, I, I just, re- like, I don't know. I guess I realized that this was just not working for end. You know, two books in. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on hmm. me. Yeah. The fool me thrice, like, you know, had to make the change. And I like it better. I definitely, definitely, definitely am following more um, because I can go back and reread things five times if I don't get it. Yeah, that's the key. Plus, I feel like for me, I like seeing, like, seeing some of the made up words actually helps because it can kind of be a pictorial thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes seeing you're like, the names oh. too. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's harder yeah. to, uh, and I've said this before, and I, you, I think you said it too, Peter, the shifts in like how he'll go from one person to then they're like randomly dreaming or they're not at all talking, they're just thinking. Like it's too hard with following all of the different changes by yeah. listening. 
Mm-hmm. So that prompts Soup, change. Soups agree. Now I'm not saying I'm an expert anymore, still, but yeah. more informed. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again, as they say. Yes. Exactly. I got fooled twice, but you won't catch me thrice. All right, let's do this. Let's get into it. No, Peter, <clears throat> neither of us will read chapter seven. It's the longest. I just checked the length. Yeah, it is. It's like check. It's, <laughs> it's long. two pages, and the rest are one. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <clears throat> Chapter 7 In Kapistan, the Greyswords are led by a triumvirate dedicated to Fenir. Destrant Karnatas speaks with Shield Anvil Itkovian. The Mortal Sword is ready to speak with them both. The Greyswords will aid in the defense of the city and are contracted to the Prince Jalarkin. The trio speak, and the Mortal Sword Brokelion shares that demons have appeared west of the city. Itkovian departs, and the two remaining Greyswords are spoken to through a glowing orb. It is Quickben who disguises his magic like Fenir's faithful and is reaching out on behalf of One-Arm's host. Brokelion discusses coordination in regard to the impending siege by 60,000 Penian soldiers. They will speak again, but the Greyswords will remain contracted to Prince Jalarkin in the defense of Kapustan. Quickben speaks with Whiskey Jack. He is surprised by the piousness of the Greyswords, but he is suspicious of their titles. Ikovian leads a wing of Greyswords out from the city, and he dwells on Kapustan's origins from tribal camps. Near a basin, they find an undead Kel Hunter. Their arrows strike the beast, but do not kill it, and it attacks Ikovian. They manage to slay the creature, but foreborn descend. Franchol and 60 Talani Mass rescue Ikovian and the Greyswords. Ikovian worries about a grieving recruit. Thousands of other Talani Mass form around them, and Pranchol speaks with Ikovian. The Talani Mass were ordered by Kron to speak with the Greyswords. The Kel Hunter are children of the Kachain Chamali matron. They come from the south in the Penian Daman. Tak considers the A as Lady Envy has traveled to a nearby city through Warren. Tak tries to speak with the wolf Baljog, and he has visions from his blinded eye about hunting, meeting an elder god, and seeking redress. Tak and Baljog speak with Tool. They are being followed on these sparse plains by wolves, and Tool calls it memories of ice. Tool names Tok Ariel Fey after learning how Tok's eye was scarred. Tool then speaks of origins. He defies his people by walking alone, leaving the Logros after Kalava defied the ritual and his brothers disappeared. Tok believes Tool is returning to gathering of the Talani Mass. Tok receives another vision from the Tiger of Summer Trake. Trake, wounded by Kachin Chamale, has memories of the First Empire and wars on seven cities. In this moment, he is dying and approached by a flesh and blood eye mass with panther fur. She speaks of the need for a god of war by an ancient elder god. Tok returns from his vision, and soon after this, a mass bone caster speaks to them. She is Kalava, Tool's sister. She recognizes Tok and thinks they were manipulated to meet like this. She speaks with Tool and says she will, for a second time, not join the gathering. An elder god speaks in Tok's mind. He will send Tok deep into the seer's embrace. 
The Panian army must be saved out of compassion. Tool urges his sister to join the gathering, but she refuses and leaves. After, they eat dinner with the Segula, and Tool tells the story of adjunct Lorne. Lady Envy visits the city of Kalos, a recent site of slaughter. Here she speaks with Krull and asks if the Panyans or the Kachain Chamale are to blame. Krull says murderers from the sea are to blame for the city's slaughter. Murderers that serve the chain god. Lady Envy has drawn together servant for Krull to use. Krull speaks of Envy not attending the chaining of the crippled god and then reveals to her the origin of Warrens. The Warrens are the flesh of Krull and they are carved from Krald Galane and Starvald Demolane. Krull fears the crippled god and his poisoning of the Warrens. They speak of Dasim Altor, knight of High House Death, to Sambre. He broke away from Hood during a chaining of the crippled god. Lady Envy agrees to combat the Panion Daman, and she is warned that Tak has something wild in him, and his scars make him vulnerable to the crippled god. Itkovian travels outside the city's walls with the Talani Mass and the Talani. He speaks with Pran Chol about the Talani, and then find Corporal Broach and Botulin. The rest of the caravan are wounded or dead, and the necromancers inquire about the Talani. The undead eye pull the carriages towards the city, and Pran Chol and Itkovian are both leery of the sorcerers. Within the city, Carnatus feels exhausted and sees Prince Jalarkin even more so. The Mass Council and the Prince are in a political battle. Carnatus and Brocullion learn of the Talani Mass's arrival and ride to meet them. They learn of the Kachain Chamale's attack. The Talani Mass have come to the Second Gathering and Kron seeks allies in Kapustan to learn more about the threats from the South. The Talani Mass then depart. Brokelion is approached by a Jagat named Gethel, Hood's herald. Fenir will soon die, a casualty in the new war with the crippled god. Hood offers safe passage for the Greyswords into Hood's warren in exchange for their allegiance. Brokelion rebukes the offer, slashing the Jagat's face. The herald leave and Brokelion returns to the look for Fenir in the flames. Harlow and Netok have died, but Gruntel lives. He awakes alongside Stony Monacus in the Greysword's barracks. Okay, Josh, uh, we meet a whole new cast of characters in the leader of the Grey Swords as we come to Capustan. First, we see them, uh, we see Carnatus and Ekovian talking, and then we meet Brokullion and they talk to Quickman. But, like, what's your first read on the these leaders of the Grey Swords? So... First, I want to say that this chapter was the was when I realized I was a broken man because okay. you know the first two books when I would get to a new group of characters I've never met and then they have them thrust upon me I would rage against it how dare you and this time I was like okay I guess let's literally oh they're cool I so agree. Yeah. And their names are so much worse. Oh my god, yeah. And they all have their special fancy titles that are going to mean that all means important. And I was just like, "Okay, I'll try and learn it. Yeah. Give me some time, Steve, please." <laughs> it's I, that being said, I like them all. Um, I do enjoy that the, you know, there were a couple made-up words, but the a lot of them were just like, "Oh, okay, I get what you like." 
He's the shield anvil. I guess that means he's the defender. Maybe he leads the armed forces a lot. Sure, there was one that was called Got Mortal Sword, and I was like, you're probably a living weapon, because that's literally what your name is, so I guess that's what we are. Whatever, you know, fuck it. It's, it's like a god's representative. Yeah, no like rules, mortal. just right, you know? Uh, I, it was, I mean, I like them, though. I think they're very fun. They have some weird mannerisms, that is for sure, um, and they definitely have a brutal way of living, as, <laughs> like... They brought that one recruit out, and they were like, I don't, I don't know, just, it, it's interesting. I'm very curious to learn more about them. I, I actually t have taken to them much faster than I did the, the bridge burners at first. Interesting. Because mm -hmm. you're just a big Fenir fan. Um, I mean, our god is a boar god, man, you know? It's great. That is what they say. So, Fenir is the boar god? Yeah. Okay. The one it's, that uh, Heboric uh, worshipped. Yeah, used to, yeah. And that our boys Stormy and Gessler still do worship. Yeah. India, uh, how did it strike you to meet these new characters? And uh, I do agree. They're like, they're t they're like, I like their titles, but also could we like, I don't know, maybe a CEO, CFO, you know, it's just something a little more I already have a reference yeah, to. Yeah, there you know? we go. I, I don't know what either of those mean. It's okay. Okay, is the the E's executive right? Chief yeah, executive officer. I don't know what that does though. Chief That's financial my, officer. I, yeah, but I don't. What Chief does that mean? I know what they are. That they don't do anything and That's, they just okay. are at the top. Okay, Josh. Seconds ago, you said they're, I don't know what the they leaders. are, but I know what the words are, but I don't know what that means. They do. Yeah, they they don't oh, do well, anything. That's... They just they just sit in rooms and play golf. Let's eat them. You know. You know. Let's eat him. Josh, that's me and like half of business titles. It's just like words. I don't I don't know what we're getting at here. Where I may not know these titles, mm. I do know business titles. Yeah. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Oh, maybe. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to back. Okay. We're really, we're talking about Malazan, of course. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So yeah, my first. What's your read on the whole Kapustan situation since it's our first time really getting a look at the Grey Swords and their relationship with the Prince Jalarkin? Okay. Um, what is my read on it? They, they, Prince Jalarkin and whoever he's working with, the, the M. Ma the masked council them they and i think this comes up a little later but they seem to be like hella in denial about their situation yeah where they're like no no we're gonna be fine but maybe not prince jalarkin but definitely the mass council people seem to be a little confused yeah i'm not think. hot on them so far yeah they don't seem um very like prepared but the these people this, whatever, the Mortal Sword and Itkovian and Distraint. The Grey Swords. Them. I'm confused at the part when they meet with Quickben. And then he's like, yeah, they're not. They're not what they, like, those titles. Those were titles, like, back in the day. But they're, like, not now. But then. Yeah, he's, like, suspicious whether they're, like, kind of co-opting the titles. Or whether they're, like, truly those representatives. I have, yeah, I, I have so many questions. Mm. So, yeah, for that situation, I, like, was, like, okay. Like, maybe they are just. But maybe they're because then at some point they don't they like use the strength from one of them to like heal people. Uh, that is the people the the gray swords who right. it is basically proven. So the gray swords are proven that they have some Fenir power. We have oh, not good. really met. Okay. We've not met the masked council. And actually, in one of the chapters, it's alluded that like the what's his face the Destriant is like literally the highest priest level you can be for Fenir. But they're not yeah. telling the masked council guy. Because he wants to be Destriant. 
He just doesn't know that there already is one and who will wave the floor with him if needed. Now, I, so when I read that, the quick bend part, my understanding is that they were the fake, the gray sword people were fake and the mass council guy is the priest and he would be the one. No. No, you're correct, Inge. The, oh. He was speaking about the titles of Mortal Sword, Destrant, and Shield. And they right. thought they were fake because those are so... Okay, so let me try this, Indy, okay? Two distinct things. There's the Mast Council who are all people who are who live in Kapistan and say that they are representatives of their gods or at least the highest priests of their gods. We know next to nothing about them, right? Right. Yeah, you'll meet them soon So enough. the Grey Swords have these three people and two of them have the title Mortal Sword and Destriant, right? And Quick Ben's like, well, here's the thing. Like, back in the day, we used those terms. But, like, that shit's crazy. Like, no one's ever actually done that. They must be lying. But we now have... We have seen the Grey Swords and know that the Grey Swords probably actually are what they say they are in power in terms of power level because you are correct they call on carnatus carnatus's high denual warren yeah that's what i thought okay great i'm glad that we're all on the same page here then yeah i think we're all on the same page cool um i like them i think that they're kind of they're they're an interesting people they're a fun group they're i think they have like a a nice little banter to them um Mm -hmm. yeah and they this is the chapter where they all like got attacked, right? Yes. Yeah. Almost oh, this entire like chapter. Girls in their army too. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Um. Even though she has a pretty bad day, doesn't she? She has a bad day, but she's also like, but it's fine. Yeah. She's, she's cool, pretty calm, and collected, and she's just a recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. For that bad first day. Wait bad till she's cut her teeth a little bit. Ooh, she's gonna be deadly. <gasps> I can't wait until we talk about that scene because I. I'm so traumatized by the reading of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're speaking about, I think, when uh, they Ikovian leads some soldiers outside of the city to yes. meet, just to try and find these demons they yes. were talking about, and they, they encounter a Kel Hunter, they kill them, and then uh, a bunch of Talani mash up and kind of uh, intervene. You make it um, sound so, a lot less freaking devastating. Yeah, so what hits you about it, Inge? Um, the horse that got chopped in half, and then the other horse that got its hooves chopped off. Yeah. Wow. The, some horses meet some gr- grim fates. That was the most upsetting thing about it to me. And then just the, he just, oh my god, and then he had to kill his own f- freaking horse. I was just sad. I don't like when, you know, the animals get involved. Yeah. But, I just really like that whole sequence, because like when they're like filling the Kel Hunter with arrows, and then they're like, oh no, and then... I don't know, it's just kind of very, like, a kind of classic type of, I don't know, almost hari mm, monster. I don't know, it's just kind of a nice sequence to introduce kind of more the threat of the Kachain Chamale. I know, especially because he was like, all right, we're going to do this real quick. You do this, you do this, you guys do this, let's go. And then yeah. not at all, not at all. I mean, they ended up killing it, so that was cool. By, like, what, well, ripping be- it apart? Only because all these... Talani mass show up, you know. No, well, they killed the first one with the coolest method ever. Yeah, it was yeah, disturbing. Yeah, yeah. It was that was also disturbing. Yeah, you always hear about horsepower in terms of like how hard it can pull, and this really put that into perspective of how hard horses <laughs> can pull. Yeah, that was that was sick. I liked that, and I I really don't want to like those psychotic little razor armed Kachain Chamale things, but they are just so damn cool. They are they just, so they cool, are pretty right? cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're like that guy from like, Mortal Kombat I, with the blade arms, but like infinitely cooler uh, still. Baraka, Baraka, Baraka. Yeah. yeah, nice. 
Josh, uh, how did it strike you when all the Talani masks showed up? Did you think we'd mm. be checking in with Pronchol again? Uh, no, it was it was a little again. Erickson's very good at Deus Ex Machinas that like within three sentences are fully justified. Look, yeah. I was like, this there is no reason. Ah, that's the reason. Okay, yep, sure, great. They're here. They're all here. Oh, uh, let me yeah. tell you though, um, this is the first time we've seen a group of them, and like, fuck me, that's a terrifying concept. Like, yeah. thousands of undead warriors who, first off, can materialize out of the earth. I love that. Yeah, yeah crazy. And have no fear of death. Just, like, ugh, incredible. And, and and they're just here because, uh, you know, it's a big party. We're coming in for the, the, second the convention. Gathering. You know? Yeah, they gotta do the gathering. Yeah. The classic, the gathering. Mm. I like um, them, but- and I like people's reaction to seeing them for the first time. <laughs> yeah, well, because we keep—we're so many characters that have met and know what they look like that to have characters who are like, "Fuck!" Ugh! Literally shaking. Like, like, yeah, like that's so good. Yeah, but speaking of Talani Mass, down on uh, the, the the plains of the South, we we check in with Tak, who has a whole conversation with Tool. We learn about Tool's, like, what his name means. He tries to give Tak a new nickname. Oh, yeah. Um, What's his Tuck nickname? Resistant. I love his Ar- new nickname. It's very Ariel Faye. That's good. Oh, that's a good nickname. I'd kill for a nickname like that. And then additionally, Tak has, like, double visions. Um, And then they meet Tool's sister. Like, a ton of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Inge, how did it all hit you? I mean, we... Talk is just out there, you know. Talk is talk is like I'm so like I'm so weak. I could never do what all these guys do. But then it's like talk. What are you talking about? Yeah. You literally survived chaos. Like, oh, he's great. I love that scene. I loved all the scenes actually. I thought that was probably that's probably my favorite like part that I read that and like when we revisit with Lady Envy. I feel like. Wait, is Kal- Kalava, is she the one that put the little kids in the thing in the beginning? Yes. Okay. Um, why is she still young and beautiful? Yeah, and don't I got no idea, India. It made no sense, right? Because I know that she didn't do the gathering, which is why she's not dead looking. Right. I think she's just very old, maybe. But, but she's, she's not very no, she old. looks young. Oh, but she looks very young. She's hot. She's sensual. Yeah. Not she's got a rocking bod, Pete. Maybe she hits the gym. I don't know. Maybe she keeps up with the investors. All right, that's, you know? that's code for he can't tell us yet. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious because if the whole point was to be like un like to never die, then why wouldn't they just do the same thing and be hot while they did it? Because she's still alive and she didn't do the gathering. So that's I'm true. Curious. Why choose to not be hot when you could choose to be hot? Assuming Pete, that's that you a thought? strong argument, Josh. Yeah. Whatever. I guess we'll find out. I thought that maybe was- like she just came from the salon though. You know. All yeah. right. Next. <laughs> um. Yeah, I liked that. I didn't fully understand the vision about the little wolf thing. The I, the A. Yeah, he has double visions. One from uh, the wolf and then one from the... Tiger. Tiger god, mm-hmm. Drake. Good old I Drake. love the tiger god. Drake has popped up a bunch in this in this book so far. He's got to be super important at some point. Now, my question is, yeah. was that a vision per se? Or was he also like in there chatting with him? Well, Kalava, uh, when she shows up, she was like, oh, I saw that you were looking through Trake's eyes. So there's definitely an element of that. You know, I don't think it was pure vision. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. I really, I'm going to say it once and I'm just going to leave it at that. But I really fucking hate all the gray areas here. They confuse me and they're upsetting. That's all. Josh, did these visions make a lot of sense to you? Not in the slightest. 
But I'm sure yeah. on a second read, you're like, yes, the entire plot revealed. Like, I'm sure some Everything bullshit like that. Everything is so clever. It, it was I right do in understand. front of us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand why we're seeing these things, if that's what you mean. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really like that he's besties with the pup. I think it's adorable. Oh, yeah. How did you feel about Tool meeting up with his sister? I didn't get the the relevance of that, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how she just came out of nowhere. I, I, I know that she, like, I guess is aware that there's a gathering, but, like, why is she there? She's not there for the gathering. She's on her own agenda. Right, that she's not telling us. But then somebody yeah. comes into his head and is like, I forgot what they said. An elder god speaks in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, it's, um, oh, God. And then in the nearby city of Kalos, Josh, Lady Envy has a whole conversation with Krull. You Loved know, that. and we learn a lot about the origin of Warrens. Oh, and God, man. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, like crazy. I, I think it's like since like chapter four of the first book, I, I think I asked really early on, like what the Warrens are. And like yeah. the fact that there's just this elder God that first off, everyone has forgotten about sad, but like they just use his body for magic. Like how fucking powerful is this dude? And yeah. it really puts into perspective. I've had some issues with like trying to figure out like how old an elder god is versus the founding races. And if the founding races use Warrens and the Warrens are the body of an elder god, then there we go. That that it cleared up some timeline stuff for me. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Now, is that all Warrens? Well, because the camp is it's they. Go ahead. So there's these elder Warrens, correct? That are like uh, they're older, and the and the these Warrens that crawl that. The Kroll have these mortal warrens are kind of more carved, they're more crafted, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. As opposed to kind of the older, more natural warrens that are like darkness and like Starval Demolane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where like these are kind of more artificial almost, mm. and these are the ones that Kroll made. All right. That makes sense ish. And at the end of this, we have, there's a warning that Tak, uh, is, we, we kind of find out that Tak is maybe going to head towards the Pinion and Daman and that uh, he's vulnerable. And we kind of see even more of that in chapter nine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe we should talk about it then, right? Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. So then before the chapter ends, we go back to Kapistan and we see, uh, we check in with uh, the survivors of the carriage, our two necromancer friends, and... Uh, we see uh, they're brought into the city, and um, Gruntle lived as well. Josh, what do you think is going to happen to these survivors of the caravan here in Kapistan? Um, I, well, first off, R.I.P. Uh, young Jaghut and third wheel friend from the caravan guards. Um, shocker that he died. No one saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as like he had sex with them, I was like, yeah, you're dead. Like, gone. Bye. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to... Well, okay, let me say this. I have decided I thoroughly enjoy how Steven Erickson writes disinterested characters. Like, characters who do not want to be where they currently are. Because Mm. inevitably, I'm going to be like, fuck this dude, why doesn't he just leave? And then he'll do some great shit, and I'm like, this is the best character, 10 out of 10. So, it should be good. Also, there is a murder's a crazy serial killer who can just fucking like I don't even know how they survived. I've still have no idea how they survived that attack. 
uh, had they magically fixed their caravan by using the bones of the fallen? And we're just going to let them do them in the city? That seems like a serious misplay. That's what I'm wondering. Are they going to go in there and just start killing the shit out of people? Like, I mean, they, I'll, I'll say this. They definitely, it is in their interest to not die. And they probably are smart enough to know that the Panion Domin will kill them. Like, they won't let them not be killed. So they'll probably try and stop the Panion Domin, I guess. That's, that's as best as I got. All right. Yes, nothing. I guess. Okay. Uh, I, gu- I guess we're gonna find out. But speaking of allies, of course, the we learn that the Talani Mass are uh, have come towards the second gathering. But also, the leader of the of this clan, Kron, is looking for allies in Kabistan to learn more about uh, both the Kachinchamal and the Panion Daman. Uh, India, how do you feel about the city uh, and their almost alliance with the Talani Mass? Um, I'll be very honest here. I get so mixed up between the Talani Mass and Tisti Andy. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. So the people that are helping like with Caladan Brood and Whiskey Jack, those are the... Tisti Andy, yeah. Okay, great, cool. And um, Amanda Rake, Moonbase. Yes, all right, just making sure then. So then the Talani Mass are just here. I think it's a good idea, but then, they, but then that little girl, uh, Silver Fox, you know... Mm-hmm. She's calling him home. So hey, I, we I, have no. talked about how fucked up it is that this kid's name is Silver Fox, right? Have we brought that Correct. up? We did okay, talk good. about it. Just yeah. double checking. Still weird. Yeah, it's not. I think it always will be. Okay. Yeah, um, also, she. I guess she's a, a young woman now. But anyway, so I think that something's gonna happen. I, I don't know what this alliance is gonna be because at some point, whoever was talking, I don't remember which uh, Talani Mass it was, but he was like, you know. We have a gathering, and after we go and figure out what's what's happening, A, we may not be able to help you, and B, we really might not be of use to you after this. So, I mean, I feel like he said it for a reason. So I'm just curious about when they all collide, and they what I just can't even imagine what they're going to gather about. Maybe it's a secret obvious thing, but I just don't. I don't know, and I don't know. A read on the purpose of the second gathering. Oh, that I have nothing. Right. What if they undid the the That's ritual? That's what I'm Talon? thinking. Because why else what would if, they say man? we won't be of use? Well, I, I think know. they maybe won't be of use because uh, that I think is explicitly because Silver Fox will be deciding what their use is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think they're saying they won't really be able to have their own choices once they reach the gathering. Right. Okay. I don't know that for certain, though. That could just be bullshit conjecture. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, Peter. I don't really have much feeling about the prospect, the prospect of um, yeah. them coming together because I don't really know if they are. But, I mean, obviously they're a great ally. And also, the, um, we didn't really mention the the, Tal- the Talon I mass. Well, uh, A's. Oh, the Talon A? Yeah. I? I love those little things. Those are great. Cool as shit. The doggos? They like la- Gotta yeah. love skeleton doggos. Didn't they just kill, like, the things without even dying? Any of them? They just all fucked it up? Uh, they, I think I thought they were mostly being used for, like, l- like labor. No, they, they killed the thing. I know they did. I read it. I didn't listen yeah. to it. I read it. She read it. She read it. Um, but, yeah, then you. some of them pulled the yeah. thing. And then before we, to lead us into the next chapter, uh, Josh, uh, Brokellian is approached by the Herald of High House Death and is, like, he's, like, trying to steal away these gray swords. The um, but Bracullian's loyal, you know? Yeah. The fact that he sliced his face was so rude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, 
out of everything, I mean, that was a cool moment to like be approached by the Herald of the God of Death, who like the only other Herald of the God of Death we've met was that fucked up dude in book one when Perrin dies for a minute. Yeah, I think that's even like a servant. I don't know. I if know it's yeah, even so this dude, so it's a full on jacket, and this dude's like, fuck you, and just slashes him. Like, that takes some gall to do. Uh, we do, I feel like also we learn a bit, like, he, because we know from the last book that Fenner is walking the earth currently. Um, yeah. And so he, like, hints at that. I don't know. I feel like I probably should have reread that passage uh, and, like, try to get more out of it. But I'm I'm interested to see the ramifications of it. I mean, we see some of the ramifications when, uh, in next chapter, when Gethol does a thing. But we'll get to that then. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's get into it. In his own warrant, Hood strips Gethol of his title as Herald. The Jagat leaves the warrant of death and ends up speaking with the crippled god. The crippled god offers him to be the herald in the House of Chains. They speak of how the crippled god will assert himself into the deck of dragons, and Gethel accepts the offer. Whiskey Jack, the envoy from Darugistan, and Quickben play dice together. Kruppa is being slippery, and Corlat enters, calling Whiskey Jack to speak with Rake. Rake speaks of mortality and is curious about Quickben. Whiskey Jack speaks of how he first met the Bridgeburner's wizard in a chase across the desert. In the past, Whiskey Jack and 70 Bridgeburners are being led by Kalam Mekar across Raraku. Whiskey Jack names a soldier Fiddler after seeing a broken fiddle on the sapper's back. The Bridgeburners are following a trail of corpses, 11 mages. They find Adafan Delat, and although at first he appears ragged, he is healthy and powerful. He is the vessel for the souls of the eleven other mages. Both Kalam and Delat hoped Raraku would kill the Milazans, and both choose to follow Whiskey Jack. Rake is impressed that Quickbend holds so much power in him. Whiskey Jack says the mage will join the rest of the Bridgeburners with meeting the Barkas. Rake agrees to leave Quickbend and Silverfox be. Whiskey Jack leaves astonished that he made a new ally. Crone warns Anamander about Heralds of Mortal Friends, and then Corlat speaks with the Lord of Darkness. Rake will leave, and he places Corlat in charge, and warns her to keep an eye on Kalor and to unleash the Tisti Andy if needed. Maip dreams of the tundra where she gave birth to Silverfox. She is young again, and it is tortured to remember what is lost. She wakes, and Kruppa approaches her with gifts, copper ornaments found in Darugistan. Perhaps this copper could heal her. The bridge burners land in the Bargast Range. Picker speaks with her squad, which receives orders to be Quick Ben's escort. Blend reveals what she learned about Trots, that the Bargast formerly held high tribal rank, and will duel the white-faced clan. Everyone's lives are on the line. Perrin and Trots speak as they march towards the white-faced and Perrin wishes his soldiers could live peaceful lives. Quickben travels through the Warrens, and in Hood's Warren finds Talamans, a Bargas who was dragged from his barrow and trapped there. He speaks of the Bargas' ancient origins as Imas who missed the ritual of Talan. They later used canoes on the sea. Talamans wishes to free those first families from long ago, and Quickben frees the spirit. So, uh, 
India, we were just talking about him, but Gethel, this jagged, kind of gets uh, fired from his job and then goes, meets a crippled god, gets offered a new position in the up-and-coming House of Chains. What do you think of the crippled god's new power play to try and make a way into the Deck of Dragons? Um, I don't understand how they think that they did anything to this god just by chaining him somewhere if he literally is just going on with his crippled life, like, chilling, broken, just like, yeah, well, we're just going to keep it a pushing, we're just going to keep moving, we're going to keep bringing people in, having them do my shit, then I'm going to destroy them in some way, and they're just going to keep coming back because I have a lot of followers, bitches. What are they, what I don't get is what they were thinking, like when Karuli or when a Corlat is like, yeah, it only took four of us to, to subdue the crippled god. It's like, no, you didn't. Or maybe you did. Like, what would he be like if he wasn't chained somewhere is what I need to know because he's still out there being fucking crazy. Like, like he's still making the House of Chains. Right. Like, like, and I'm as if memory serves me well, that is the name of the next book. So something successful must happen. That is the name of the next book. Fucking got him. Um, so caught it. Um, also, the, the, the Jai Cut, he's kind of a not very, you know, like he doesn't. He's just like, oh, I lost my job. No, I'm not going to work for you, crippled God. Just kidding. Yes, I am. I accept. So he's a, he's easily sold. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that to say, I mean, whatever idea he's cooking up, he has to have that. It's just it's going to it's going to work. I feel whatever mm. it is, whatever it is. Josh, back in the one arms host, we see Whiskey Jack. He's playing cards, but then he gets called to me with Animator Rake. And we kind of have this flashback sequence almost to hear about how Quick Ben and Kalam first met up with the Bridge Burners and the origin of uh, Quick Ben's magic in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, how did learning all this hit you? Again, it's like it, it it's something that's like how it's such a bold move on Erickson to like introduce someone in book one, like these pivotal people. And wait until book three to give you, like, all that info that everyone else has. I loved it. And it was incredible reading about them. I really enjoyed, like, seeing, like, their name is not because they burned a physical bridge. It's literally, like, Quick Ben's, like, you have burned a, you know, you've burned a metaphorical bridge or whatever. Um, Yeah. The thing about Quick Ben, like, absorbing those other mages is not crazy. I mean, we've... We've known through hints that he has other mages inside of him. I didn't expect them to have been put to, to like, gotten them willingly, you know? That was interesting. Um, But that was really cool. I do want to say I do have more questions now about the bridge burners because, again, it was, like, 70 people. Sure. But then the bridge burners at the beginning of Pale, apparently, are, like, multiple companies of bridge burners, right? Yeah. And why? But they're, they are treated as if they're these super special people, but it really sounds like only 70 or so people are the OG bridge burners, of which how many are even left? I'm under the impression that those 70 in that, um, those chapters maybe are just a few companies of them. I don't think that's the entirety of the bridge well, burners. Right. But also those people right then aren't, aren't even officially a, a company yet. They were just given to Whiskey Jack on this suicidal mission. Like, right, yeah. like, they're, like, so, like, after this is when they can become a full squadron. I don't know. I I still have questions. It was very enlightening to, for this. Like, this was a very enlightening passage, but I still have many questions about the bridge burners. 
Yeah. India, how did you feel about seeing the kind of origins of Quick Ben and Kalam's involvement with the Bridge Burners? I was really confused about the Kalam portion of it. Um, I didn't get it. But the Quick Ben part, I thought was very cool. He's he's just, I didn't really realize that um, he had multiple people inside. Like, I did, but I didn't realize they were like high mages or whatever. And yeah. I, I feel, I guess, exactly the way Josh feels pretty much like, I was trying to understand it better, so I did some 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 studying um, on it, and I looked up some stuff. I know I'm not supposed to, but it kind of helped <laughs> me to understand it a little better, which actually Josh obviously understood perfectly because they literally just parroted what he said. Um, and I don't know. I think that it's cool, but he's was it was he kind of an asshole when he like was like you could either die or you could live in me forever. No, I think it was like, and they only chose, I think it was like, a, they kind of chose it together, you know, like, and he's the youngest, like, he's the only one that's going to like literally survive the journey across the desert. So, I don't know. I, okay. It seems like it was, they were pretty willing, and it was chill. I know what you mean, Inge. Definitely, since we don't see it, my, one of my, I was like, how, how mutual was this choice? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if we can really know that, you know? Now, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he seems like a pretty good friend. So he hasn't like, you know, done any shady shit to them, it seems. Yeah. So I guess he's like super trustworthy. But my thing is like, I don't know. That seemed when I read it, I thought that he was like he he didn't really give them like there was no choice, so they just chose the lesser of two shitty situations. Yeah, and and I think the him be him knowing Kalam makes it feel a little sketchy still because it's like uh, I don't know, like did they really have no hope? Like Kalam could have just like just got the bridge burners on the wrong path. I don't know. Yeah. I you aren't know. wrong. It's definitely there's definitely some questions to be to be asked. I think aside from that, I think for me, I was so I had completely forgotten about this sequence. I like kind of remembered their origins in regard to the company, but I forgot that because like we see the past a lot in the series, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily through this like almost in world flashback yeah. where like Whiskey Jack's literally talking about the past. We cut to the past and then we cut back to the present. Do you know what I mean and? Uh, I guess I just had, mm, I don't know, that happens less than the other type of viewing of the past, and I guess it really caught me off guard, and it was so interesting to see that formal quirk, in a way. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, we learn that uh, Animander Rake uh, is leaving Coral out in charge and leaving the camp. Josh, how do you feel about uh, Animander Rake leaving and leaving uh, to return to Solana? Um, well, first off, I don't know what Solana is, except that's not the name of that ship, was it? It's the Red Dragon. The Dragon. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, so that means the red dragon's alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot the other smaller dragons died, but the red dragon lived. Um, I don't, look, I don't remember any of that shit. Um, Josh, the name of the dragon, the name of the ship is the Salandra. Fuck y'all. Come on. I thought it was the Salandra. Um, right, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, we know that there's some insane mission that the Tisty Andy are going to go on. So I'm sure that's where he's going. And I'm curious to see what that insane mission is. But, you know, we'll get there. Yeah, I guess we will. All right, India, we see the Mibe dreaming of what it, her life would be like if she was young. And then she wakes up and she is not young. And uh, Krupp tries to comfort her. Um, how'd you feel checking in with the Mibe? I love the I, I love the my bee my bee she is an angel I feel so bad for her that was the worst dream ever it's like the worst thing ever to have a dream of something and then wake up and it wasn't true I had a dream that I got my job before I got my job 
And I was so sad when I woke up and I didn't actually get the job yet. So, you know, imagine that, except it's your life. So, <laughs> except it's your existence and body. Um, that was sad. I think that her and Kreppa's little, what, he gave her like some, some jewelry, right? But like what, what I wasn't understanding, because like, honestly, his run on sentences paragraphs, I, I, I try to pay attention to them. We all, we so all try hard. India. Yeah. But, you know, it just ends up being a, a very, very in-depth skimming of his sentences. Yeah. So he, she first said, like, oh, it's jewelry. Thanks. Like, Rivi something something. And he's like, no, no. But it's of this person and of this person and of this person. Like, why does that make it any better? Well, they're like artifacts from Darugistan that, uh, from the Rivi. And he's, like, uh, giving it to them. Y- yeah, but she's still old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they don't do anything to bring back any of her life force. Well, the Rivi do believe that copper have, has a healing power. That's what it said. Yes. It did say that. I, so. It could be good. I, yeah, we just, I don't know. I'm hoping that it makes her very powerful in some way, and then she doesn't die and just turns young. Yeah, again. Uh, truth. I don't want the Mive to die at all. I like her a lot, and her, her existence is pain, and that sucks. Yeah, I love her so much. Um... Yeah, I thought it was really special, though, like, you know, because he's usually so, like, annoying and obnoxious. And even though he was still, like, kind of annoying. Because, like, Krupp, Krupp, like, played into the birth of Silver Fox. Yeah. 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 So it was nice Um, for him to comfort her in that way when she's just Do you think Kruppa feels, like, remorse? Like, I don't know. Like, do you think he feels bad for, like, the things he does? I don't know. I don't think of him as a particularly remorseful individual. I feel like he's in it for, like, some kind of endgame. Everything. He's like, slippery. Like, yeah, like nothing in the moment means anything. And then out of nowhere, you're like, oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh, we check in with the bridge burners headed towards the Bargast. Um, we see, let's just talk about it all together. We see, we hear about Trots trying to duel. And then we also hear, see Quick Ben go into the Warren and find this kind of trapped ancient spirit. And we learn about the history of the Bargast. So, uh, how do you feel about learning about these people and uh, the plan to kind of try and ally with them? Um, well, for one, I didn't expect this, like, because I, I, I kept getting the Bargas confused with fucking everything in the first book. And it, it's only... I think you kept calling them Trell, or... I think so, or I don't even know anymore, man. Something, yeah. So I, I find it very interesting to know that this race that I've been confused about this whole time is secretly, like... That's the Talon people. I mean, granted, or the IMAS people before the ritual. Now, granted, like, like they've probably evolved. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was crazy. I, I really didn't see that coming. I, I don't know. I found it very intriguing. The whole thing with uh, the spirit was kind of confusing. I was I, I got most of it. I don't really know what the guy wants to do, though. He wants to, like, free the first, like, founding families. Yeah, but what's that going to do? I guess they're, like, stuck, right? He wants them to well, pass like, on. Is that what it is? Oh, they... oh, right. He wants... I remember. I remember. He wants the, the he wants the Bargas to move past their old traditions and become something new. That, yeah. I mean, that's admirable. Yeah. I don't know how well it'll work, but it seemed cool. I liked it. Uh, very worried for Trots. I don't know anything about him other than recently he's been more talkative. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> like, supposed to tell me. I don't know. Like, yeah. all book, they're like, uh, Trots, he's, uh, talking lately. Talkative okay. Trots. Okay. Great, sure. So, is he good at fighting, though? How about that? India? Tool's sister missed the ritual. Why is she? Yeah, not? she is not a Bargast because the Bargast are the descendants. And so they've, like, 
genetic yeah. mutations have occurred. So they, so probably they don't even look much like the Talon I mass did before they became undead. I'm gonna say right now this is confusing as shit. Yes, agreed. I'm I'm holding on purely because I had to help uh, my girlfriend study for an evolution exam today. Ah. And so this is the genetic drift. Uh, it's all up you here. Got I it. got it. On lock. Man, really synergy with the, the study materials today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have that great of an answer for the Kalava age thing, but um, may, there probably is one. Or sometimes the age things are fuzzy. There's just like, in my opinion, a ton of like really old people in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all it I've... really feels like besides humans everyone's immortal until they like die horribly yeah maybe but she's also she's also young as we've established but like no she's not we we appearance wise she's young yes that's what i meant okay um like lady envy's young is she young or is she like a cougar had thoughts lady envy i don't know i feel like she's got big cougar energy you know big cougar, bce yeah well, let's get into talking about her and talk in chapter nine. Chapter nine. Talk and his companions near the Panion Daman. The Segula Mach has a kiss mark on his mask. Lady Envy speaks about the Talani Mass's worship of death. And they wonder if there are Jagat still alive left in the world. Perhaps this second gathering of Talani Mass will end their immortality, and that their summoner is amongst the Malazan army. A Kel hunter appears, and the Segula make quick work of the undead creature. Tool is impressed by the Segula and attempt to challenge Mach, and Lady Envy puts an end to it. They carry Mach forward and approach a hamlet. The group disguises themselves, with Baljog shrinking down and Tool turning to dust. It rains on them, and the town is sparse. They are greeted by a pale, shaven old man in a stone pyramid. The monk welcomes them into the temple, and they meet Seer Daman Kalt. The Seer Daman is hospitable, feeding them and speaking of the temple. It marks the border of the Panion Daman and protects the faithful. Lady Envy feeds Gareth, and the Seer Daman asks about the Segula. Lady Envy truthfully identifies them, but Tak intervenes and says they are only here to deliver a personal message to the Paninian Seer. After their meal, they are escorted to their chambers, and Lady Envy makes jokes about their deaths. Tak awakes to chaos. His sleep was magical, and Baljog has returned to normal size. He follows Baljog and finds the temple halls ruined. He finds corpses that have been boiled alive. Lady Envy greets them, unscathed, and says soon the Segula will be finished with the Seer Daman. The Segula hang the Seer Daman on hooks, including Cult. Tak is in a panic. He does not hold all the power his allies do. Lady Envy almost kisses him, and then Tak rejoins them to say Kel Hunters are coming. On the road through the Daman, they speak about the origins of these towns and their languages. They find skeletons of livestock and wonder how the Empire feeds itself with their own territory so ravaged. Tak and Envy speak more of her reasons for entering the Daman, her power to control, and Tak's birth. They finally reach the city of Bastion, which has been razed and destroyed. Priests greet them, offering guidance and speaking of the children of the Dead Seed. 
given birth from necrophilic assault, the first of these warriors is named Anaster. The first child will lead the Teniscalri army north to Capustan. Anaster and the army is in Bastion, and order a mob to attack them. Envy defends herself along with the Segula. In a panic, and in hope of traveling north, closer to the Malazan, Tak joins the Teniscalri. India, so this whole chapter is all about Tak and they're in, them encountering and entering the Pinindaman. So it's our first ha- chance to see it kind of in person after hearing about it so, for so long. And then eventually they end up at this temple. What's your first read on the mood of this territory? And are you trying to visit? Um, I definitely wouldn't vacation there. I feel like I'd, that'd probably be somewhere I'd go if I was very sad. Maybe a little angry looking to break some shit. It is, it seems desolate would be the word, I think. Um, I, I don't, I don't really understand what has happened there. <laughs> like, what, is there any, like, reason that it's like that? Well, because just, it seems like this army just, like, consumes everything and then just, just is continuing to move but on. But people I mean, still it's live not, there. Not really. I mean, they they encounter this temple, which is like the border, but like it's not like there's like people chilling out oh, that okay. live there residentially. Yeah. Because yeah, because I was confused. The temple is there to basically like not let anyone in. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Where's my book? I need to. I need to look at the map of this place. I'm still a little. So to clarify, Peter. Yeah. This is the place that a, was okay. once beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, so. They okay, so they get to a small temple that's like the border of the Panian Domain. Yeah, and from there they end up in the town of Bastion. Yes, true. Now the bat, and now looking at the map, it looks like basically Bastion is the farthest west city they've gone to. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why the army of uh, human undead basically are still there, right? Because yeah, I guess Tennis it was probably re- yeah, it was probably recently conquered. I'm assuming that's why they're still there. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, and then they're headed north then, yeah, the army. But before that, they uh, they encounter, they go to this temple, and um, the, they're kind of our guests. How did mm-hmm. you feel, India, when everyone was being a guest at this temple? Did it... Uh, what, what, I couldn't tell if they were really guests. Um, what do you mean? Like, I couldn't tell if they, like, if they were, tr- if they wanted to kill them or not, <laughs> I think. But then they just ended up killing the shit out of everyone. So. Oh, I was getting major murder vibes from the Seer Domin. You were. Oh, okay, the good. whole time. The whole time. You're just like, but they're going to kill us. I have a hard time with picking up on things because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, no, maybe they're just really nice. Like that guy who was weird in the last book. Maybe they're sometimes just really nice. Or whatever. How India died. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. Okay, great. Um, But I, because my thing is like, they knew what the Segula they know what they are. So at that point, how, how could you ever think that you could even compete? Yeah. Because even Tool was like, oh, shit. I also love that the one Sugula has a little kiss mark on the mask. Really Oh, good. that's so good. So choice. Good old mock. <laughs> She's so funny. Yeah. Lady Envy. I, I love her so much. Yeah. And we, oh, we didn't get the chance to talk about. I think it was so uncool of Krull, you know, back when she was talking with Krull to like somewhat blame all of like so the much deaths. of the world's problems on her. Really yeah. unchill. Yeah. She was Not like, great. do you really think it was my fault? 
And he was He's like, like, I don't know. You said it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it, but. I mean, like, take some responsibility for yourself, Dasim Altor, and among every other, every other person, you know? Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. That was um, funny. Josh, would you, you, you wake up in the temple and, uh, well, first off, would you have eaten? I, I just feel like I would have never put myself in that situation. Zero. Would, okay. Like, well, yeah. First off, j- like I, anytime I watch a horror movie, the whole thing I'm saying is just like, why are you not in your car leaving right this moment? Exactly. So like, yeah, there is no, even if I'm traveling with these ultra powerful people, if I'm talk the younger, purely immortal, I'm not going in this place. I'm <laughs> actually good out here. Like I'm yeah. not. <laughs> Uh, that being said, if I was in there and managed to talk to that guy and not get murdered, and they were like, we're going to put you to sleep now, like, immediately I'm making a run for it as soon as there's no one looking at me directly. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have an appointment really early tomorrow morning. I got to get it back to my <laughs> own bed. So sorry. Yeah. And then we see them, uh, we see kind of the slaughter. They slaughter all these people, and then they head out into the town itself. We see kind of more of the ravaged territory, and eventually we end up in Bastion and learn about Anaster and the children of the Dead Seed. How'd this strike you, Indian? Still disturbing. I still... I Is there a reason other than that they're just, like, crazy? Like, is there, like, a powerful, like, Anat... Whatever the name is, Anat... Anatomical? Yeah, uh, like... that guy? No. Yeah. Is he, like, super strong because of his origin? Or is it just, like, nah, they're just fucked up and weird? I think he's just the first of these, like, weird... Yeah, but she's asking if the children of the Dead Seed have power. And I think, no, I think they're just fucked up. Oh, no, I just think they're, like... Shut yeah. up. See? Because yeah. I was like, okay, like, if, if they if they have something to back it up, like, I'm in this world, like, I could get down no. to some of the weird things that are happening here, but... No, it's just super fucked up. That's freaking disgusting. I, I have to say, then. I uh, early, this week I texted the, the podcast chat and was like, chapter eight was the first chapter that didn't leave me feeling tired, like, just drained from reading it, so I jumped right into chapter nine, and, like, chapter nine happened, <laughs> and we got to this part, and I just, I, like, I finished, and I was like, I, like, had to just really sit there for a while i had yeah. to like talk to people about it this week i was like can i just talk to you about something they're like yeah what's up and i'm like i read this chapter of this book where people fuck corpses and ha- and they have their kids and those and kids leave babies. armies of those kids leaves armies of like poor starving people who eat people and they were like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like listen to my it's podcast not it'll make sense <laughs> it's not no it's really rough no, it's, like, deeply disturbing, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I thought, like, okay, like, maybe it's, like, a magic thing. Maybe they're super magical now. No, like, I think Which still just... wouldn't make it okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, of course. But... Yeah, 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 it's still not good. Which leads us to Tox's choice to join the Tenescal Raid to travel north. Tox's um, an idiot. Tox's a fucking idiot. He's a moron. I get, uh, let me say this. I get that his his thought process was this, right? My goal is to be, meet back up with the bridge burners. That's goal number one. Go, well, goal number one is not dying. Goal number two is get to bridge burners. And so I understand that, like, the other people he's with are trying to cut a path to the center of the super deadly, you know, religious cult empire. And I get that he, he in his mind, that that breaks rule number one, stay alive. But I also think breaking the breaking of rule number one, stay alive, happens when he joins the tennis gallery. The most fucked up thing I've ever read. You think that was a mistake? Uh, yeah, bud. He can't, what, what's he gonna do? Like, just kind of chill with them and pretend, like, because he's gonna want to eat his food he has. And they're gonna fucking beat his ass for that food. Maybe even eat him. Who knows? Yeah, he's gonna start eating people. Guaranteed. 
I don't think I don't want to think he will. But listen, man, we all get to a point of we hunger. Get, sometimes where we're, we get yeah. hungry. You sometimes get a little hangry. You're like, hey, and is that a corpse? And all that's is the guy to your left. And he's looking like a mighty snack. Yeah. Oh, boy. Disgusting. No. He's a fool. I honestly Really brings the new to looking like a snack. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess we're going to have to see how it works out for him, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we just got to read the books. I guess I so. Gotta, I do got to say, I think Um. I am just... I, I guess when I thought of this book in the past, I thought so much of kind of the military campaign in the North that kind of some of this talk stuff slipped out of my memory. I mean, I, not not entirely, but man, I'm just loving it. It's a great time and maybe the part of the book I'm most enjo- I've been most enjoying thus far. It's very good. It, yeah. I'm, it's fucked up right now, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's not like shit. It's not. It's it's hardcore. You know. I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I just anyway. don't get why he left his friends. Oh, whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was a choice. A, a bad, bad one. one. Ooh, twins. Twins. Really crushing it. Crushing it tonight. Me too. Me too. Bad choice. Bad choice. Th- 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 yeah. Triplets. All right, Peter. All right. All right. <laughs> Not triplets. <laughs> um, That'll probably do it for us here today. I wanted to shout out our listener, Tyler, who started Read Along Facebook group to talk about the show and where we are in the books. Um, If you want to join it, it's uh, on Facebook, of course. Uh, so thanks for that. And uh, we're also on Twitter and Gmail, 10 Very Big Books there. You can reach out to us there and let us know what you think of the show. Before we go, uh, of course, can I get a prediction for what's going to happen in the rest of the book? Josh Baker, you can go first. I'm going to say Talk is really going to have to face the moral dilemma of eating a human body or not. And India, prediction from you? You know what? I'm going to talk also about Talk, and I'm going to say Talk is feeling down and out. He feels like he can't compete. He's not a witch. He's not a old, really strong person. He's not a Segula, Segula, whatever. He is going to surprise all of us with some next level shit. Mm, hell yeah. I'm into it. Alrighty, everybody. Um, we'll talk soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. Producer AJ here, hoping you're all safe and sound. Uh, Some people were asking in the Discord if with everything going on with COVID-19, if that'll affect our release schedule. And I'm here to tell you that it will not. We record uh, an episode in advance. So in the event that we can't record one week for any reason, we still have an episode to release. Uh, Speaking of the Discord, you can also check that out at bit.ly slash VBB Discord. It's been a really great time getting to know a number of you over the last few weeks, and we'd love to get to know more of you. Uh, The link will be in the show notes uh, and if you want to tell a friend about that you can do that you can also just tell a friend about the show if you listen on apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us five stars on apple Podcasts. it'd be great uh, as always thank you to dan gesrick for making our spectacular logo you can follow him on twitter at dan gesrick for the hottest wedding planning takes and of course the wonderful music in today's episode is by the one and the only amaranthan from their album simulant rain which you can find along with their other music on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books we'll be back in two weeks on april 3rd with chapters 10 11 12 and 13 of memories of ice talk to you then and thank you so much for listening And this really put that into perspective of how hard horses can pull. India has frozen. No, she's she's alive. No, I was just oh my looking. god, just you were just so side. still. She's she's still and statuesque over there. Thank you guys. Mm. I practiced that look. It's how you uh, don't get wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs>